Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. There's something about how you say what you say. I can say to my child, don't do that. And I can say to my child, don't do that. Same words. Little bit different tone. And a different level of expectation, isn't there? There's a firmness to the way I said it the second time. So you see the title to the message, Make Your Declaration. And I, I want you to understand something. I would never expect you, want you to speak to God like I just made that tone, if you will. Because that shows some level of irreverence. But I want you to begin making godly declarations. And you need to do so with the kind of firmness that comes with faith, confidence, and real belief. Because we're coming to that time of the year where my staff and I, Pastor Mackay and my wife and uh, other staff members, will get together and we'll, we'll start planning for next year. We, we also, as part of that, have prayer and we have our Thanksgiving service where we make declarations. We've been doing this for the last several years, thank the Lord. A wise move on our behalf. But I want you to begin to make declarations in your own life. Um, I'm really going to talk to you today about taking hold of God's promises in His Word. That's all this is. I can give it whatever title I want, but in the end... I want you to walk out of here today recognizing that God has made, he's made some statements in his word that apply to your life today that can change your life. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's look at this from 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. This is from the Passion Translation, so unless you have your electronic device, you probably can't just get this most people don't carry a passion, the Passion Translation. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. Glory to God. By which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. King James uses this language. It says, exceeding great promises. Actually says, exceeding great and precious promises. We'll get to the precious ones in a moment. Exceeding great promises is where we begin to get today. The scriptures are full of amazing promises. Look at this one from uh, Psalm 91 verse 4. His massive arms are wrapped around you protecting you. You can run under his covering of, ma of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. 
I want you to, I'm pausing for effect. I want you to see what the Word of God is saying to you. His massive arms are wrapped around you. Years ago, we had a, actually it was a singing group. We still have some of their families on, family members come on occasion to minister here in the church. The, the leader has since retired and he, he said there's these words. He used the phrase fa father filtered. And, and he explained that by saying it this way. Nothing gets to you that isn't filtered through the hands of God Almighty, God the Father. Nothing. Nothing ever. Listen, I've said it a dozen times in this church, so you regulars know this. I can tell you words that God has never said. I didn't see that coming. No, God's never, he's never went, wow, I never saw that coming. Imagine that. Wow, that caught me by surprise. Nothing gets into your life that God doesn't know fully about. His mighty massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under the cover of his majesty and hide. Since we're in Psalm 91, we like this, this chapter. Let's go to verse 11, same psalm. God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. That's in the Word. I didn't make this up. This isn't my concoction. He says it in His Word. God sends angels with special orders. If you had no other reason than this, this verse alone to understand that you are special in God's eyes, this should stand for you. Like a beautiful Fuji or red delicious apple hanging from the tree, these promises are available for our picking. Aren't you glad of that? But you must know they're there if you're going to enjoy them. Right? Let me ask a question. How many of you in this room right now have ever heard of the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon? Lift your hand up. Look around. Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. You don't even know, the, the vast majority of you do not even know that it exists. I've stood right there. That is the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. That is a fall sunset, Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. It is phenomenal breathtaking wintertime shot from the same position. Three and a half hours away, you have no clue that exists 
Now you'll put it in your mind and so plan a trip, a good full day trip, three and a half hours one way. And there's just, it's just a gorgeous place to be. It's the middle of nowheresville. That's why you haven't heard of it. But it's near the cabin, which we go to frequently. That's why my sister-in-law and her husband have both raised their hands because they've been there with us. Well, Kingston, you've probably been there before, before you married. These promises, which are like grapes in the wine press, if you will tread them, the juice will flow out of them. You've got to know the promises exist before you can access the promises. You can't make a declaration over something that you have no idea about. If you don't know that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, you can't make the claim. How about, since we're there in Philippians, well, we'll throw out 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are declarations. Those are promises from the Word of God. But you got to know they exist before you can make your claim on them. Thinking over the, these hallowed words will often be the prelude to their fulfillment. So in other words, you're reading the scriptures and you're thinking on them. When, listen, when you run across one of those verses, meditate for a bit. Don't rush right through it. Kind of like we do, uh, you know, we don't rush right through our worship service. Y'all think that Pastor Mackay's just spending time up there going, ah, no, what do I do next? Hmm. I think I'll just strum my guitar because I don't really know what to do next. No. No, we're taking our time in our worship service to glean the fruit of the presence of a living Lamb of God. We're pausing in those moments because we recognize His amazing presence and we want you invited into it. And we know that the way most of us live our incredibly busy lives, that we're not gleaning that fruit of the presence of the Lord. So you get, for most of you, you get this hour and a half a week. And that's it. And for some, even less. And so we're going to take time with it. These promises are the same thing. Just spending time... Just spend time with those promises. When you read across anything that looks like it's something that God can provide to you, meditate on it. Dwell on it. Spend some time there. What does this mean to me, Lord? I know that Paul wrote those words. I understand that you, Holy Spirit, inspired him to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does that mean for me? Can I do that? Talk to him about it. Do you know there are promises for every single area of your life? Really, promises for every single area of our lives. You need healing for your body? 
Well, how about James 5, 14 and 15? Are any of you, of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. That prayer offered in faith, it'll make you well. That's why we do it. That's why we anoint with oil. If you need healing for your body, how about need supernatural supply? Well, I already quoted this one. But we'll do it from the New Living Translation this time. And this same God who takes care of me, Paul, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Glorious riches. Thank God it's not based on just your riches. He supplies for all of our needs. You need supernatural supply. God supplies in abundance. You know the word says that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills? He owns the hills that the cattle are on. I don't care what title and deed says. He actually created all of this. It's nothing for him to drop what you need into your life. Need a financial miracle? Mark eleven twenty three. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. You got a financial mountain standing in your way? Now, this one's connected to a couple other things you need to do. If you're not willing to sow the seed like I've talked about earlier, don't expect God to give you supernatural supply. I, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got to do it when I got the opportunity, church. I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about your finance because I know people are funny on it. I know people are funny on it because I used to be funny on it. But then I found out something different, the way you approach this. But look, if you're not willing to, to do your part, what God asks you to do, on the minimum it's a tithe. But people try to tip God. I'll throw in a five today. I know God's going to bless me real big. That ain't even half an hour of work for you. How's that dedicating yourself to God? You won't even give me, you're, you're tipping God and, and expecting a $100 miracle. Come on. You need to plant a good seed if you want good fruit from the seed. I know that this is like beating on a solid door for some of you because you, you're just not going to move off of it. But all of us who have experienced the blessing of God because we have made the choice to not only tithe but above and beyond our tithe, lift your hand right now if you've seen God's blessing in that department in your life. And I want you to take a moment and look around. We've made the choice, and it's made a difference. You cannot deny these hands. Need a family miracle? I also tell you this, 
if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask. Oh, did he say anything? You need a family miracle. That sounds like anything, doesn't it? If any two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. That's a promise. Right there in the Word of God. Again, I'm telling you, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't make this stuff up. But there's something not only about what you say, there's something about how you say it. Let's look a little bit at these precious promises now. We'll move down a little further. If you would know experientially the preciousness of the promises and enjoy them in your own heart, meditate on them often. You heard me say it a moment ago. Meditate on, on them often. Don't just breeze by them. If any two of you agree, so what's that mean, Lord? That means that husbands and wives can bind together with expectation on a whole level, whole new level. Think about this for a moment. See, you don't know this if you've never come to comprehend it from the Word of God. Do you know what the Word of God says? How many can one person put to flight? Say it out loud. One can put a thousand to flight, but how many can two put to flight? So you've multiplied your capabilities by ten just joining together with one person in faith. You've multiplied your capabilities by ten. That's in the Word of God. So... If you would meditate on these, these words, these promises from God, if you'll bind together with somebody, a trusted brother, even you young people, a trusted sister, a friend. Look, I'm struggling in this. This is a, this is a thing for me. Would you join with me in prayer and faith, believing that God's going to change it? While you're thinking on them, the blessing you are seeking will insensibly come to you. I, say, I use that word insensibly because it doesn't make sense sometimes. God just shows up. He just shows up. He does things and, and it'll just blow your mind when you consider what God does and how God does it. Many believers who have thirsted for the promise, have found it while considering the divine record. What do I mean by that? They are looking at the Word of God. And so you're thirsting for something. You're hungry for God to do something. You're believing for God to do something special in your lives. And you see it right here in the Word, and it strengthens you. These promises, these exceedingly great and precious promises, you will rejoice when you know the promise from your own heart. When you see it come to pass. You see, all I have to do, all I ever have to do, folks, 
All I ever have to do is just point back to yesterday. Look at what God did right there. You know, Lord, yeah, you were right there. I saw you in that. I see you, Lord. I see you working over here, over there, doing this, doing that. Get to know the promises of God for your life and begin to declare them over it. Begin to declare the promises of God over your life. Look, even do it even when it doesn't make sense. Be that weird guy or woman. Yeah, I, I'm believing God. I am going to have a three-bedroom, two-bath home. I, I, I have more than that, but so I'm, I'm saying that for you. Some of you are living in some little apartment somewhere and you're disgusted. It's infested with roaches and you've got neighbors that, well, you may be there because they need Jesus. <clears throat> and God may not loose you from there till. I, you know, I, I'm so, that was Holy Spirit driven right there. Because I'm telling you, that was not in my thoughts until that literal moment. Just for you to know these, because God works this way. He's far less concerned about you having all of your needs satisfied than someone spending eternity in hell. So if it takes you living in misery for several years till you get it in your head that you got to tell them about Jesus and show them the way, you might not ever get out of that place. Because remember, our whole purpose in, in our life is to live for Jesus and to bring others to him from the God perspective. But still, get to know these promises of God for your own life and begin to declare them over it, even when it doesn't make sense. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I got children God needs to get a hold of. I have children God needs to get a hold of. I'm doing it. I'm declaring. I believe the word of God is real. I'm having to walk this out before you. I don't like it. It doesn't make sense to me in the, in the way that this is unfolding, but I do know this. God's promises are true, and I will keep declaring them as long as I have breath. Amen. I've seen God do too many things. He's standing here right, or he's sitting here right now, my brother Paul. I prayed for him for 12 years to come to Jesus, 12 years. When I met the Lord, he was messed up. And... Um, it was, part of the, it was part of our lives, in that, that time in lives. And you young people think you're the only ones that ever had to worry about drugs and alcohol and all that weird stuff. No, it was happening back in our day too. But when God got a hold of me, I prayed for him for 12 years. Every day I prayed for him. And you see, if he weren't here, he'd be sitting in his church in Florida today. God answers those prayers. 
His word stands true. Now, he's not in church loving the Lord just because of me. I mean, because his mom, my mom, our mom, you know, she came to the Lord too, and we were, we were praying that we were storming the gates. Stepdad, all of us. He was a holdout, but God got through, hallelujah. Recognize in your soul that these are the very words of God. I got to say that again. These promises, recognize in your soul that these are the very words of God. What you read here is inspired by God. There may be many writers, but one author. If you were dealing with a man's promise, you would carefully consider the ability and the character of the man who you had covenanted with. I'll read it again because I need to catch the rest of you. Bump your neighbor, say, wake up, pay attention to this. If you got to smack them, do it. Get them alive. If you were dealing with a man's promise, you'd carefully consider the ability and character of the man who you had covenanted with. Remember, it's not just about what you say, it's about how you say it. Get your eyes off of the greatness of your problem and get your eyes on the greatness of the promiser. Measure the character of God. Measure the ability of God up against your problem. So flip the thoughts. Instead of how much I'm worried about how big this problem is, how about how big my God is so my problem is minuscule? Hallelujah. You got to say it to your soul. It's God. And God cannot lie who has made these promises. I told you something that God's never said. I didn't see that coming. Here's something else God cannot do, He cannot lie. So again, we're measuring the character and ability of the promiser. And God is the chiefest of great character and integrity. He will act out of integrity to his word on all occasions, at all times, and in every circumstance. This word of his, which you are now considering is as true as his very own existence. I'm going to throw one of those big words out on you I do on some occasions just to prove that I went to Bible school. 
I don't even know if they teach you this down in RBI. You, well, Omar had to leave. You're still here. We still got one holdout. Oh, two. I'm sorry. Here it is. God is immutable, which just means he's unchangeable. He changes not. Hebrews, uh, he, he's not, listen, let, let me slow down a minute. He has not altered, he has not altered a thing that has come out of his mouth. I want you to think on this for a moment. You know how people are shifty? Come on, you know it. If you've ever bought a used car, people are shifty, right? What's that black stuff on the tailpipe there? What are, what are, you, what are your, I don't know, that worries me. Ah, oh, that ain't nothing. Just put a little more oil in it. It'll be fine. That's a strange noise. Eh. You know, just shifty. God has never altered a thing that has come out of his mouth. He's unchangeable. That's what immutable means. He doesn't change. Look at what? It's here in Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a big thing these days. Automobile recalls. They'll recall something. Any of you had it, one of your vehicles had to have something done on them? There's a recall. Look at all those hands. Come on, y'all look around. Look around. I have on two of our vehicles we've had in our lives. God has never had to recall one of his promises. Never. Never had to alter it. Now, oh, you know, I didn't exactly mean it that way. Sorry. Here's the memo. I want to make sure you got the memo. I don't supply all your needs. I just supply most of them. Sorry. No, he's never had to recall one of his precious promises. Hallelujah. And the great news is he doesn't lack the power to fulfill them. The same God that spoke the heavens and the earth into existence will meet you at the crossroads of his word and your life. The same God that spoke the heavens and this earth into existence will meet you at the crossroads of his word and your life. But you got to make your declaration. Many of you husbands will agree with me. It's not enough that you know 
that you love your wife. Right, Kingston? It's not enough that you know that. She has to know it. I have to make my declaration. And guess what? Just because I said it last week, <laughs> that don't make a big difference, does it, ladies? I mean, I said it when I married you. I wouldn't have put a ring on it if I didn't mean it then. It's not enough to say it on occasion, is it? I make my declaration daily to the beautiful woman that God has given me. I make it daily. She deserves to know it, and she needs to have it confirmed regularly that I feel that way. Stand on the Word of God with the same kind of intensity. And if you're not doing well at it in, in, in your home, you need to do it with the Lord one way or the other. You need to start in your home. You need to do that too. If, that's, if I'm touching on something that just happened to hit a couple of you, y'all get working on it. little marital advice. Won't hurt you. But with God, don't play with this. Make your declaration. So here's what you have to do. Get to know his promises. Let's do it this way. I'm going to go to our conclusion, waiting for them to ripen. All fruit, when not properly ripened, is sour. Because you live up here in the Northeast. Have you ever picked an apple when it's not ripe? It may even look good, have nice shape. It's sour. Yeah. Why do I say that? With the promises of God, we must wait for the promises to come into our lives at the right time. I had to say this so that you would recognize that there's a timing factor to some of these things being manifested in our lives. God, who is full of wisdom, knows exactly when to distribute his promises. Because that's what some of you are sitting here right now thinking. But I have declared his promises. I did quote his word one time, Pastor. Over my situation. And God didn't come through. I was disappointed. A couple of things that are associated with that. He's full of wisdom. He knows exactly when to distribute his promises. Your only task, just like I was speaking of husbands with wives, keep saying it. Keep declaring it. Keep declaring it. Keep declaring his promises over your story, your situation, your life. Do it daily. Daily. 
Therefore, seeing that it is the word of God so true, so immutable, so powerful, so wise, I will and must believe the promise. You have to believe it. You got to know it. You got to believe it. You got to say it. Not just say it. How you say it matters. Make your declaration. I thank you, God, that you will supply all of my needs. I'm staring at a need. Thank you, Lord. Your word says, remind him of what his covenant is. That's what these promises are. They are his covenant with you. He's immutable. He can't go back on his word, nor does he lie. So we hold him to what his word says for us. You've got a situation, you've got a circumstance. Lord, what I read here in your word is that you say you'll supply all of my need. This is a need. I'm not just talking about, I'd love to have a Cadillac, not me. I'd rather have a brand new pickup. But you said you'd supply all of my need. I have a need right here. And I'm going to hold you to your word, Lord. You'd supply my needs. He's never failed. He's never failed. I'll stand up here right now and say it again and again and again. He's never, ever, ever, ever failed. Never. But I'm going to close it out by saying these words. Remember when, who, and how. Uh, Maria, I'm not going to sing I'm Not Capable today. <clears throat> Pastor Mackay, you may want to slip up to the piano, though. Remember when, who, and how. In other words, what I'm trying to convey in that thought is remember when in the scenario where you exist, where you stand, who, remember who God is, how. How is God going to take care of your needs? Remember when, who, and how. Speak it like you believe it. So remember the word. Remember the promise. Get to know the promises that apply to your story, your life, your situation. The Bible is so full of these. There are, there are hundreds upon hundreds of promises that apply to your life. Well over 700 in the Word of God alone for us. Over 700. It'll fit every area of your life. Seriously. You can be freed in your mind, clear in your mind. You can expect God to, to do what needs to be done so you walk in peace. Make your declaration. Believe God's Word no matter what you're seeing. Keep believing. That's the idea of faith. It's believing in something that you cannot currently see. You're trusting in someone who also you are unable to see. However, like the wind, you may not be able to see God, but you can see what the wind does. You can see what God has done. Say it like you know it's true. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow 
of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. Hallelujah. You know I had to quote those words last year around July 9th when they were cutting open my chest. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you're with me, Lord. And kind of the answer to that is obvious because I'm still standing here. I say that to you to, to, for you to speak with the authority which comes from knowledge. It's the authority that comes with knowledge. You know the Word of God, start quoting it. Start standing on it. Start believing it. My goodness, it's exactly what Jesus used when the devil came at him. Do the same thing. Make your declaration with the right heart and the right way. Make your declaration with the right heart and the right way. And I want to give you a quote from one of my hero preachers. Charles Haddon Spurgeon writes it this way. If we thus meditate upon the promises and consider the promiser, we shall experience their sweetness and obtain their fulfillment. I don't know about you guys. I've done it this year. There's a, there's a beautiful apple stand out where I used to hunt. And I, I love to stop in there just, just to walk in and smell all of the apples. Because they got every variety of apple you can imagine. And it just you walk in the place and it just has this amazing aroma. But then I walk over and... And, and I picked up, I got Fuji apples this time. But man, have you ever bit into one of these things that are fresh, crisp, and sweet? It's just the juice runs all over. How about this one? I'll go to the next one because this, want to talk about juicy. How about a good, fresh, huge peach? And you can't bite one without juice running down your hand and all of that. So you got to lean out with it. Listen, I, I'm doing that as an illustration to get you to get in your hot eyes, in your mind's eye, these exceeding great and precious promises that will stir your soul and ignite a fire within you that cannot be contained. And you will know that the living God will be true to his word and thus true to you, your life, your story. And that you can trust him. They are precious. Their sweetness will bring peace to you like you will not be able to find in any other place, any other way. But you got to know them. And you don't just say them. You speak with the authority that comes from knowledge. There's nothing in the middle of your path 
that God can't get you around and through if you will trust him and hold him to his promises. Would you stand? Now, we already had an altar call for these young men that came, thank the Lord, to meet Jesus as Savior. But I want to ask a question of you right now. Clearly, this message is for believers. How many of you sitting here today have an area in your life where you need to take hold of God's promise for it. Lift your hand up high. This is not a time to protect your heart. Any room for shame. You've got a story, you've got a situation where you need God to show up. All right, so <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Would you make it your business this very week to find the promise in the Word of God that applies to your situation? Find it. Find somewhere in the Word of God where it, it says something that's connected to what you're into. And if you can't find anything else, there's always, He can move a mountain. So that covers pretty much any kind of need. Would you make it your business to find in God's Word where the promise applies, and now you don't just walk out of here. You don't just walk out of here and wasn't that neat. I really enjoyed Pastor Cole's message today. You know what? I'd rather you not say a word to me or anyone else about how good the message was if you will do what I've just now requested you do. Get into the Word of God, find out a promise that applies to your situation, and say again and again, daily remind God of His Word to you. It's not just about what you say, but how you say it. So now you're talking in faith. You're speaking in faith. For what is impossible with man is possible with God. You know what that scripture says? It, it goes on to say, for nothing is impossible with God. That's a promise. Make your declaration over your story, your situation. So if you raise your hand a moment ago, lift both of them up right now just for a minute. I won't keep you long on this. Lord, you know these men, these women, these young people that are gathered in this sanctuary right now, God, you know where they stand. You know their story. Some of them have finances that are so bad, God, that they feel like they can't breathe. They get anxiety. God, help them to find in your word the promises and where it applies to them where those promises apply to them right now in their life. There are some who are standing here right now, God, who physically are in such pain or struggle in their bodies. They need you to break through in some miraculous way. God, do it. 
physically. Renew them. Heal them. Let them see in your word your promises. Some who struggle with mental anguish, emotional needs, and struggles. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you, Lord. So remind them of those words from your word. You will keep me. They'll make it personal. That's what you got to do with these declarations, folks. God, you will keep me in perfect peace because I'm keeping my mind stayed on you. You lead me beside green pastures and still waters. That's a place of peace. When you're leading me, Lord, I have nothing to fear. I have nothing to worry about. I'll go where you want me to go. I can trust you. What your word says for me, it's for real, Lord. There are those of us, Lord Jesus, who have family members that are away from you. It tears us up, God. It's, kind of, it's a kind of pain that's hard to get through. But you told us in your word that nothing is impossible with you. I know you won't break a person's will. You've covenanted with us that you won't break someone's will. But I do know this, you can, you can alter circumstances and situations in a way that it makes people have no other alternative but to look to you, to consider you, to consider who you are. So whether you do it with a miraculous thing, God, that makes them open their eyes and say, wow, God is real, or you go some other path, some other way, God, do it in our lives. So God, help us to find your declaration, your truth in your word for our situation and apply it daily. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you folks. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.